Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Good morning. This is your morning buzzcast for Monday, February 22nd. I am Abe Madcor, a relaunch sportsbusinessjournal.com, entire new website. Please be patient with us as we work through the issues and any kinks that come up with any new website launch. But of course, if you have questions, thoughts, or comments, you can email me directly. Love to hear your thoughts on our new website. We do believe it's going to provide a much richer, more integrated experience. Again, love your feedback, but do ask for your patience. Let's get right to the news. It was a busy weekend. We'll start with the NHL. They did their two outdoor games. Last night, the Bruins beat the Flyers 7-3. to It was on the 18th hole, the Edgewood Tahoe Resort. This was a game on Sunday that was moved from NBC to NBC Sports Network. They shifted the game back about five hours to avoid another sunny day. That, of course, led to a long delay on Saturday's game. Yesterday's puck drop was also delayed by about 30 minutes, but eventually the game worked out well. While there was some buzz that it was difficult to track the puck on TV during the first period, there were some beautiful, dramatic images from Lake Tahoe. The Boston Globe calls the Bruins win, perhaps the, quote, most aesthetically pleasing Bruins game in history, end quote. We talked about Saturday, the Golden Knights and Avalanche game was postponed for over eight hours due to the sunshine that was melting the snow and the ice around the rink. It caused problems with the ice. The game originally started around 12.15 Pacific time, but the game was stopped after the first period. The game ended in the dark more than 10 hours later. Again, Gary Bettman, he said they were all disappointed, but they have to move on. They've done 30 outdoor games and they had never had a problem quite like that in terms of the intensity of the sun in the Lake Tahoe area. But all in all, it seemed that players still enjoyed the experience. The visuals when the game was on were beautiful. You can't fault the NHL for trying and experimenting. They're getting criticized a little bit for not anticipating the issue with the sun. But hey, they conducted two games in Lake Tahoe and they, I'm sure, will look at this as a learning experience. Let's shift to the NFL because CMB with a pretty interesting report late Friday that Disney is pushing back on the high price tag for its NFL media rights renewal for Monday Night Football. The NFL reportedly wants to charge its current network partners double what they've been paying to broadcast their games currently. Sources said that NBC, CBS, and Fox are more likely to accept the increases, closer to 100% increase than Disney. Of course, Disney wants a better package of games. They probably want more streaming rights and highlights, they already pay more than any other network, and they have a new CEO, and Bob Chapek had alluded to pushing back on the NFL's asking price during an earnings call last week. And if you read one clip over the weekend, the Wall Street Journal profile of Chapek on Saturday also shows an executive 
very, very conscious about the bottom line and has spent a career cutting costs. So for him to rebuff the NFL's current asking price doesn't surprise me. This is a story that, of course, bears close watching because many of us thought the NFL's rights deals would be announced by now. Let's shift to tennis because leaders of the Australian Open must be feeling better today. The tournament is now completed. Remember, this tournament was delayed three weeks because of the COVID pandemic and spectators were barred for five days earlier because of a lockdown, but fans were allowed for the men's and women's final. Crowds of about 7,500 for both of those matches at Rod Laver Arena. Naomi Osaka winning Saturday. Novak Djokovic winning Sunday. And for Osaka, she has really, really emerged as the face of women's tennis at the age of 23. A lot of stories that we will summarize in today's daily issue showing that she has been very active in social justice, in fashion, in entertainment, and of course, she continues to win. She's really used her voice lately. She seems very comfortable in using her voice. And Naomi Osaka at 23, easily the face of women's tennis. Let's shift to baseball. Two stories of interest. Dr. Anthony Fauci told Buster Olney that he thinks it's a pretty good chance for fans returning to MLB games this season if the rate of COVID infections continues to drop. Fauci thinks that baseball could have a full season with fans in the stands. He's not sure the percent capacity of fans in the stands, but he believes that this baseball season looks very promising to complete the season and with fans. Meanwhile, in Seattle, President and CEO Kevin Mather is under fire today after a newly leaked video of his comments in front of the Rotary Club showed that he offered details and opinions and information about the team's organizational thought process that many in the front office probably aren't very pleased that he shared with the Rotary Club. The video appeared on social media over the weekend, but has since been removed. Mather apologized late Sunday for his comments. The video was 46 minutes long and touched on the team's payroll. It talked about how the team was really watching the financial bottom line. It talked about how the team would likely keep their top prospects in the minor leagues as a way to manipulate their major league service time and keep them under club control longer. So all things that a front office does not want said publicly. Mather has been with the Mariners since 1996, of course. He was promoted to CEO and team president in 2017. I anticipate this story to be in the news cycle for a couple of days, and I bet we'll see a more concerted apology from Mather today and a formal statement from the Mariners. We've talked about the NCAA tournament in Indianapolis and the women's tournament in San Antonio, but both of those events will have limited fan capacity. The men's tournament will be played before crowds of up to 25% capacity in Indianapolis, and that's, of course, from the Henkel Fieldhouse to the Lucas Oil Stadium. So more details on the actual number of fans in all these different types of venues will be made available shortly, but there will be limited capacity at the venues that are hosting the men's game. The women's tournament will allow up to 17% capacity from the Sweet 16 through the National Championship in San Antonio. Those games will be played in the Alamo Dome. We all know how the women's national soccer team has kneeled for the national anthem in the past. Well, over the weekend at the She Believes Cup in Orlando, the U.S. women's national soccer team players decided to stand as a group for the national anthem after several months of kneeling in protest. 
Players said they remain focused on using their platform to combat systemic racism in their sport and communities, but the entire team stood for the anthem against Brazil for the Sunday She Believes Cup match in Orlando. They, of course, won that tournament. So a number of players said they knew they weren't going to kneel forever, that it was time now to stand, and they are ready to move into the next phase of their actions for social justice and fighting for change. So women's national soccer team players standing for the national anthem over the weekend at the She Believes Cup. So that is your morning buzzcast for Monday, February 22nd, a busy Monday. Again, we hope you enjoy the new experience around sportsbusinessjournal.com. We do ask for your patience as we continue to work through some minor issues, but we would love your feedback on the new site. Again, I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great start to their week. Stay healthy, stay safe, be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.